we're here with Dylan with Pendulum Fine Meats. Man, yeah. I'm really glad that we got together. Uh, I originally reached out to, um, I guess, your wife on Facebook, mm-hmm. and uh, I was like, hey, I think you guys are awesome. I'd love to <laughs> spotlight you. Uh, and she's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you and every other marketer that has an upsell afterwards. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, no, no, I promise. It's, yeah. it's, uh, it's just me. I, I, I'm starting this thing where I want to you know, highlight and focus on the issues and community and businesses yeah. of Norfolk. So um, really, we're here to tell your story. Okay. You, know, you and Dana's story. Cool. Like, yeah. You've been here before. Um, yeah. I'm going to kind of leave that, at least here at the beginning, open-ended. And we'll, okay. we'll get it going on. But yeah. tell us a little bit more. How did you guys end up here? Um, so... Um, my wife is from this area. She is a third generation, like Norfolk, Hampton Roads kind of area. Okay. Uh, she went to high school in Chesapeake. Um, we met when I was in the Navy. I was in the Navy um, t- late 90s, and okay. we met in 2000, or we got married in 2000. What did you do in the Navy? Um, I was a cook on a okay. submarine. All right. Yeah. yeah. Culinary specialist on a submarine. Yeah. Um, with the, In fact, I joined the Navy specifically to be a cook on a submarine. Okay. Um, and then uh, we, we got married in 2000, uh, did a little bit. We got transferred up to Connecticut and then went to college. Um, I finished culinary school and then opened a restaurant in New York. Okay. And then we had our daughter. And when we had our daughter, we were like, it's time to move back, you know, near family. Was, was that restaurant in New York anything close to what this is? or is No, that- actually, it was polar opposite almost. Okay. Um, it was fine dining, mm-hmm. um, Mediterranean Italian cuisine. Okay. Um, now, do you have Huge a heart there? Like, list. is that like you? Do you have? Because I see, we'll, we'll get some B-roll shots, but you have tons of books, and I think yeah. most of these are yours. Or yeah, all yeah. Of them they're are all yours. of them. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. you obviously have a heart for doing shit well. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, I, um, I, like I said, I went in the Navy wanting to be a cook on a submarine, wanting to get a GI Bill, wanting to go to the Culinary Institute of America, okay. and those all those goals kind of lined up to where that's what happened. Um, can I, can I take a second here? Mm-hmm. So I did a little bit of research. I had heard that you also helped your parents yeah. do some management of, of shops. Yeah. So this so, has kind of been in your blood. Since, yeah, like, exactly. So my mother is, um, she started out in like hotel administration, grew up in Vegas. Okay. Um, and then managed a couple of resorts and big hotels in Dallas. Cool. And then, um, I was always around that, like in the summer times going to work with mom. Mm-hmm. And then my father owned a bar and a, uh, another restaurant when we were kids. So just always, from everything from sweeping dance floors to <laughs> yeah, yeah. helping him do that kind of uh-huh. stuff. So uh-huh. it's always been in my blood, which is interesting because mm-hmm. uh, I have when, brothers. When did you start cooking? Like, what, um, were you? like cooking professionally? I mean, I, I right when I was 15, I remember my first job was uh, at a restaurant in Dallas, just okay. going into a kitchen and cooking, picking do, up do whatever have, shifts I could. Um, you know, they, they have like those cheesy, like, do you have that moment where like, you know, I was with my grandpa making biscuits and so, that's when I knew like, man, I man. love this. You know, that is a, I, I've thought about that a lot. I've kind of soul searched about that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's always been in me to be in a restaurant. Sure. Back of the house, front of the house, uh, cooking, not cooking, serving people. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's really where it comes from. I, I don't, I have a few like vivid memories of just serving like tasks or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's what a lot of people have. Um, some of them are cooking, some of them aren't. Some of them are meeting delivery drivers. Some of them are, uh, making rounds with my dad when he would have to go do certain things. Um, So I do have a lot of those kind of memories. Um, It is one of those things for me that it was almost unquestionable that I would end up in this business. Okay. And, and it's funny because, because I have, uh, I have some brothers and none of them are in this business Okay, and we all grew up the same way. Hmm. They're like, I I can't do what you do. I don't want to do that. (laughs) Um, And I was the only one that, uh, that did do it. Okay. 
like, and it's strange how that kind of ended up. All right, so uh, back to where you're, you're, you, yeah. you know, you married, you're up in New York, yep. you do the restaurant there. Yeah, we had a daughter. We wanted to move closer to family. Lovely Linux. Yes, yeah. yep. And um, we were um, just, you know, contemplating what to do. When we're raising her, there's a lot of big existential questions that you ask when you have a kid. Yeah, yeah. And um, we're like, that. let's be like near family. Mm -hmm. So, and we both love being in Norfolk when I was in the Navy and she's from here. So mm -hmm. it was like the obvious choice. Sure. Um, That's funny because uh, I think a lot of Navy guys can't wait to get oh, out of this area. I don't, now, I don't know if that's changed over the last 10 years because now we have cool things like yeah. 13 different like, microbrews yeah. and places like this. You know what it was when I was in the Navy? It's funny that you say that. I, um, I dreaded the day I got orders to come here. Okay. Never been here, though. Uh -huh. Like, I was just like, Is I don't want to go. Is it the story? Or just, yes. Okay. It was like what everybody else says about it. Yeah. And I find that most people, though, that do come here end up really liking it. Like, mm -hmm. okay, it's not as bad as all the stories I heard. It's, it, Maybe if you got harassed by cops or I something. I get it. You know? I mean, well, you know, <laughs> there's, there's a tendency for you to be an idiot when you're in Exactly. Um, but, Which could happen anywhere. Yeah, uh, but, I mean, I remember when I first came here, I, I, I couldn't like it more. And I like, I've liked it more, like I said, since we've got places like uh, Bold Mariner and Lation Brewing coming up. Yeah. And, you know, Dirty Buffalo, who I just recently did the interview with. But, you know, you've got... Driving on the beach with yeah. wild horses an yeah. hour and 45 minutes away. Yeah. You have um, uh, the mountains and wonderful wineries and breweries out in Charlottesville yeah. along Skyline, yep. of which um, I'm going to hit on Joel Saladin here in a minute because okay. uh, I know that you, yeah. you guys know him a little bit. Um, you've got Richmond, which has a wealth of history. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it is just really, and, and it, even more so, Hampton Roads has become more and more there's more stuff to do. Yeah. Like we have ind indoor skydiving. We have uh, adventure. Uh, the, what's that thing, Sean, where you go up in the trees, the adventure park, the adventure park yeah. out there. We've yeah. got, yeah, we've got tons of yes. stuff. I mean, how close we are to Williamsburg, what Williamsburg has to offer yeah. is always a big one to me. Uh, we love spending time there. Uh, it's also like the proximity to other big cities too. I mean, we're not that far from DC, mm -hmm. you know, Philadelphia, like those, Charlotte, North Carolina. We we go there often for like short little trips. Okay. It's just funny though, um, when you come from different parts of the country, my brothers live in Texas and they're like, Oh, it's five, six hours from Austin to Dallas and yeah. and it's like that's crazy. I could be mm -hmm. up to New York City mm -hmm. in five or six hours. Yeah, I mean we even have friends that have um, you know, a property on the lake that's only three hours away. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So if you really if you needed to fully get away. But. Yeah. So that's uh, that's what I really ended up loving. I, I love the the ocean and the coast. I mean, that's really what made me want to stay on the sure. East Coast versus going back to mm -hmm. Texas or anything mm -hmm. like that. Um, so you guys moved back to Norfolk. Yep. How long before you decided? Was was it always we're going to do something? Yeah, okay. it was like like I said earlier. I think it was always like we knew we were going to do something. It's just what was that going to be? Okay. Um, raising her, um, it took a it took a while. I was uh, I stayed at home with her for about uh, two years. Mm -hmm. And I was just really contemplating oh, what it would be. Newborn? Or newborn, yeah, Okay, yeah. yeah. I, I did very similar. Rachel, yeah. Rachel, my wife, runs the, the Sheridan down on the ocean. Okay. And um, I got out of the Navy the day she was born mm -hmm. and then was basically, I don't know what the hell you want to call it, primary parenting, whatever. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, basically stay on person. Yeah. And, and you said existential. I, I giggled a little inside because there were so many, because uh, there's, I mean, there's a lot of conversation around like uh, gender roles and things going on. Yeah. Now. I struggled deeply yeah. with, with like, man, should I be happy? Am I not happy? Am I allowed to be unhappy? Like, um, is there a traditional, is there something ingrained in me? Yeah. I don't like, that was a lot of questions. I nah, had yeah, to ask. That's it's, tough. it's tough. Yeah. Um, I, I find, 
uh, I mean, I adore my kids now. They, they're um, so Ethan just turned nine. Samantha's eleven. Yeah. Man, they're so much fun to hang out with. Yes. But I genuinely struggled with this. Like, my day is full of changing diapers, yeah. and I'm hungry and screaming. Yeah. Like, I, <laughs> I, like, I don't know if you. Do. I genuinely struggled. No, with I definitely know what you mean. It, it is a. Uh, I think um, people like to know kind of their roles or what they're. Yeah, that's that you get into a very deep question. Sure, because sure. I, I really enjoyed it. I enjoyed everything about it, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, but there was struggles, um, especially, I, I guess I'll say, like in social environments when people don't know you. Yeah. And it's the way you like introduce yourself or the way. And, and you, I felt a, like a, a maybe a tinge of guilt or a tinge of like, I don't want to know if, I, if I'm going to say what I'm doing or mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. what they'll think of me. Those like feeling guilty for not wanting to say, yeah, 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 yeah. I get it. Yeah. yeah. There's, there was a lot of, there's, it's a lot of mixed emotions actually. I don't sure. think that's definitely, you could probably, we could talk about that for hours. Well, I mean, and you went, um, I mean, submarines is, uh, I mean, pretty manly. Right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> like, I was never, yeah, I was yeah. never, it's funny that you say that. Yeah. I was pretty, um, I've never questioned that yeah. so much as, um, I guess I was searching a long time for, during that time, like what was going to be next? Sure. Because I knew she was going to grow up and it was like, yeah. hey, this wasn't going to be a forever uh, thing. And if, I think it was for fair. Like if my, if roles being swapped, um, I think Rachel will be asking the same question. Like, yeah, what oh, do I do after the kids leave? Definitely. Right. And, and it's not like that's not an age old question for no. the person. Who's no. So anyway, aside from the, really so deep- while she <laughs> was a baby, yeah, we stayed, yeah. I stayed at home for a while with her. Um, the whole time kind of thinking about what I wanted to do, to do next. Mm-hmm. And then also, um, you know, I was carrying on some little side gigs, catering here or there, doing stuff like that. Um, and we would travel and go to other cities, bigger cities, and they would have these cool little artisanal, bringing it back old school butcher shops. Yeah. And we really thought like, why Norfolk is big enough for a place like this. Mm-hmm. It's a big enough city, a big enough area to support something the like this. The only other one I know of, it, and this is just lack of knowledge, but the only one I know of is um, the one out there at Hill, Hilltop. Hilltop, Village yeah. Butcher, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. and he's been doing it for quite a while. And you're right, he's uh, he's definitely, uh, he's he's a butcher shop, like a full-service butcher shop. Sure. Um, what we do, like we break down whole animals still. Yeah. So, I think, I, I was watching a little bit of, um, have you seen uh, Michael Pollan's uh, documentary on, Netflix with the four, the fire and earth and water. No, I haven't seen oh, that dude, one. Yet. You yeah, love it. Really? It's super okay. good. Yeah. Um, so he goes into like the science and the history of bread making and yeah. the science and history of like cheese and okay. bacteria. Yeah. And there's, I'll never forget it. Cause it's just so funny. Like he's, he's talking about this cheese and he's interviewing these nuns who make cheese yeah. and they talk about the specific bacteria and why it's called that is because it's quite literally in the same family as the bacteria that's between your toes. Oh, <laughs> and that's why this really? cheese smells like feet. Yeah. 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 <laughs> But it's like, oh yeah, that's in- that's so fascinating yeah, how yeah. that works. Um, but yeah, no, you, you absolutely adore it, and I totally forgot where I was going. Oh, the but they hit on the guy who's the, um, the barbecue guy, and another documentary was talking about like how butchery is almost like um, fine craftsmanship on like fine woodworking. Yes, yeah, it's yeah. kind of dying yeah. out. Like, yeah, yeah. So definitely. one of the things that's interesting about Norfolk we talked about beforehand was like all these old homes. Yeah. Sometimes it's hard to find a craftsman that literally can do the work yes. necessary yeah, because yeah. it requires. So yeah. I've heard that butchery is sort of kind of in that yeah, same Yeah, yeah, no, definitely, definitely. It's funny that you say that because I, I still, I enjoy woodworking. I enjoy those kind of uh, close hand contact things 
And those are the things that I visceral. Yeah, yeah. That I've been to attracted my whole life. And those are the things I'm good at. Mm -hmm. Mechanical things on cars, woodworking, butchery. Like, yeah, they're all kind of related. So that's sure. kind of. Yeah, I mean, well. It's a kinesthetic thing. Yeah. yeah. It's like, do you able to manipulate things yes. through space? Yeah. 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 yeah so. That's. Um, so, yeah, we decided along. Uh, we decided then that like it was a good area to do a butcher shop in. Like, and there, there was nothing like that here yet. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's when we decided we had, uh, we had some business partners and we went full tilt on this thing. Okay. Um, and at first we were just going to be really, really small. Um, but we let the space like this building, this house, like decide what we were going to end up. Yeah, doing. How did you guys arrive at, at this space? It's an interesting, like, cause I knew of place. this when it was on market. Okay. Cause I was literally, cause it's, cause I've always been paying attention yeah. to multifamily. I saw this and I was like, man, I could, I could live in that and rent that out and turn yeah. into this. And I think it just got overlooked a lot by a lot of people. Mm -hmm. I think, um, a long story, uh, with it, it was that the, the representing agent, I guess you would call it, or the agent that was selling it, um, was only doing residential stuff. Mm -hmm. So she would show it to like residential clients and they yeah, were like, oh, they couldn't see anything. Yeah, they yeah. couldn't see this. Yeah. It's got a parking lot and a mm -hmm. business on the first floor. Yeah, yeah. And then they would show it to business people. And they're like, I don't know if I want to deal with those people upstairs as a renter. And I don't want to be a landlord being used. It was for stores. There was a classroom down there. There okay. used to years ago, there was a recording studio. Sure. There was a couple of like, you hear these stories in the neighborhood after a long time. Sure. Used to be a small little store downstairs that sold sheet music, really? all kinds of weird things. Oh, wow. Um, is it, is the, you don't have to have flood insurance in this place, do you? Uh, the floodplain actually just nips the corner of the okay. property so line. As long as it's not touching the foundation yeah, of the yeah, yeah, right. yeah. Okay, good. I was going to put you in touch with, do you know Mike Vernon? No, I don't think He's so. like a uh, flood guy for, North, he's like oh, okay. the flood guy. So okay. anybody that needs like someone to come in and do a re-elevation okay. certificate. Nerd, okay. yeah, yeah. Nerdy real estate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is going to try to make sure that your flood insurance was yeah. so ridiculous. Um, but yeah, so it got overlooked and um, my business partners and I just happened to come look at it and we're like, right. this is a really great space, like perfect mm -hmm. for what we want to do. Cool. And when, when did you guys open up or when did uh, you, you purchased when? Uh, building about a year before we opened. Okay. And we opened five years ago. All right. I'm trying to do all the math in my head. Right. I'm not, five, five I'm not good at this. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So 19. So two didn't yet. Yeah. Okay. We opened five years ago this month. Um, and then the building was bought a year before that. Okay. So, and it did about a nine to nine months to a year of renovations. Well, at the show, I, I did actually just notice that it's the cleavers, which is the, the dividers. On yeah. It. Yeah. I didn't notice that before. <laughs> That's pretty cool. I made all those, um, a friend of mine, mine and, and I made all the like dividers to kind of hold things, especially the wine. Mm -hmm. um tell the, me tell me a little bit more about what you've got going on here outside so, of the books you've yeah so our retail section we sell some like local locally made products people that we know closely yeah people that we just want to support um and then we do some spices and things that are go good with like our meat products sure and then a pretty good wine selection yeah, we got uh nofo soaps yeah yep, definitely Dua. we're gonna be doing hers here oh, okay in a weeks, so that's, yeah that's good um some some soaps people that we know really really tightly and personally mm -hmm. um you know, just a little bit of product that we use in the shop. We really like, or we want to sell. Okay. Yeah. Cool. All right. So we're open 2014, yeah. right? And, um, you said, you wanted to stay small? Can you kind of walk, walk me through the progression? How did you guys evolve to what you are today? Um, yeah, when we started, um, we were primarily, and I think it's still true today, but what we started out was really just a butcher shop and market. Okay. Um, when we first started, we did a lot of produce, um, 
we were selling a lot of produce and we were selling a lot of, and only meat. Okay. Meaning we weren't doing a lot of the things that we're doing now as far as sandwiches. Um, we started out on a small scale, making stocks, making things yeah. like that. But it's been, it's taken a while since now uh, where we're doing pretty large production on stocks all the time. They're selling okay. great. Took a while for everybody to kind of realize it. Um, and we're... You don't have too much produce anymore. No, no, we don't do any produce really. Yeah. Um, we realized we're not produce people. We're just not really good at handling it. Sure. We didn't have the, we weren't, it was wilting. It wasn't selling fast enough. We didn't yep. know how to really handle it. We just sure. honestly weren't produce people. We were meat people. Leave it to the farmer's market. Yeah. yeah. Um, or people that can really know how to store it and market it better than we did. We mm-hmm. would set it out on tables and by the end of the day, it'd be wilted or yeah, it'd be like, yeah, yeah, and it was, yeah. And it was very costly to us. That was the other thing. Yeah. I mean, as a business person, that was what was tough for us. We were throwing a lot of stuff away. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we just couldn't do anything with it. Yeah. Um, I, I, I mean, I want to make sure we don't forget it. Cause one of the things we were talking about before we started rolling was the idea of doing, doing business. Well, um, yeah. and it's not that, um, I think a lot of people look down on, um, some people look down on, on this idea of making money. I think this is such a, one of the reasons I reached out because I just think you guys do such a good job at what you do Yeah, and you're profitable, Yeah, which is, yeah, I mean, huge because, I mean, you have not just your livelihood, but everybody else that no, works that's, here, right? that's what's very important. You're right. Um, I do think uh, there's a lot of people that look at profit as like a bad word. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is something I kind of want to steer away from. Um, you I'm know, not, I mean, I'm not scared of it. No, no, yeah. no. You're right. I, I'm not scared of it, but you're right. I, 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 I would love to be, I guess, more altruistic. Um, but then there does come to be this like livelihood of my family and the family of these guys on my staff. Yeah. Um, that gets to be really tough to where tough decisions do have to be made. Sure. Um, it, like Michael Pollan talks about that. Yeah. And I think omnivores, yeah, where he yeah. basically says there's a, the cost comes from somewhere, right? Yeah. It either comes from the earth it yep. comes from the animals. Yep. It comes in the quality of the produce yeah. or it comes from the farmers yeah. or it comes from your wallet. Yeah. Right. Like it's kind of like a physics question, like energy, energy out. Yeah. Like it has to come from somewhere. somewhere and yeah. I think in, in general, um, if you look at like a history, um, just cause looking at, so if you look at the history of what people have spent out of their, um, gross, like their household income yeah. on food. Yeah. Historically it was much, much, much more. more. Right. And, and now we have things for so cheap yeah. that it's, um, there's almost like a disconnect with yeah. what it actually costs to produce yeah. quality stuff. Yeah. Yep. So, now I've, we have, I will say that we have struggled with that for many years, yeah. um, kind of continue to on certain things, yeah. you know, and now it gets to be like a smaller issue. We have luckily kind of been able to figure out a lot of those things. Um, and we have, really cultivated and found the market of who appreciates what yeah. for how much they're yeah, willing yeah. to pay. Sure. Um, cause it, there was a lot of things that we were doing early on that were very labor intensive and there was just, was no market for it sure. or there, you know, just the opposite. We were bringing in products mm-hmm. that nobody really wanted that were really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, the market was so small for them that we just, we can't bring it sure. in anymore. I mean, I imagine like a butcher shop in like New York where you have that yeah. enormous of a population. Yes, exactly. And also, uh, you also have a, plethora of higher income individuals that can maybe yeah. potentially afford some of that. But I mean, it's not that you don't, I mean, you do some of the, what was it? 90 day age. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, we steps, definitely do a lot. Right. It's, and that's pretty labor intensive. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It is. It, well, in storage and like overhead cost. Mm-hmm. So we, that stays on our books for months at a time as a sure. cost. That's not easy. Um, the cooling of it. And yeah. And holding, yeah. Space. Yeah. But it's, uh, 
you're right. We don't do as much as those guys in New York either. Yeah. They have huge walk-ins full of them. Yeah. Because they can move it. Yeah. And and we don't have so it, it's taken. That's what's taken us the time is yeah. really the finding our market. But yeah, finding just how much they want. Yeah. Okay, we're not going to invest twenty thousand dollars in dry testing, steaks. Right. We can invest can. five thousand dollars in, in dry steaks and, and do this uh-huh. well. Um, yeah. So it has been a long time. It's mm-hmm. funny that you say I, I geek out on like size cities and uh, income levels and all those things and sure. how they all work out. Sure. And what, why, did, why does New York have this or that and we don't get that? And yeah. It's just, because, I mean, really it comes down to population. It's the man, man. Yeah. It's yeah. the man. <laughs> no, it, it's inter- yeah, I think that's fa- it's fascinating because once you start digging into that, you can kind of go, okay, well, how do I create this viable product? Is it going to be supported? And some of that is um, more art than science, right? Like you yeah. can you know, only go so far in your data research and yeah. then you go, all right, I'm going to put this out in the world. Yeah. And yeah. see if it works. Yeah. yeah right. Yeah, exactly. and, and if you just happen, you know, and, and sometimes the market will lie to you just because it's, yeah. you're up in, a, in an economic boom, it'll yeah. work for those, that period of time. Yep. But then as a business person, I know that you're looking at going and going, all right, well, you know, things are good. Yeah. Um, but what about when the next downturn happens? Because yeah. there's always a cycle. Yeah, right. Yeah, and definitely. so it's kind of, all right, well, what, how do we weather that? Yep. So economically, food trends, food trends are always in like, it's so trendy. I, we have really, tried um that's what we want to do is we just want to be a classic yeah that's why even with my training and my background um i've seen a lot of a lot of our sandwiches might even seem simple from the beginning but there's a lot of process that goes into it behind the scenes okay so a ham and cheese sandwich isn't just a ham and cheese sandwich um that i really enjoy i like that stuff i don't care really who notices that sure um you know i want the customers to buy it Sure. Uh, but I also just want to be like that classic place on the map that's sure. just here for a long sure. time. Yeah, I think there's um, in uh, I was listening to a philosopher talk. He talks about like the appreciation of beauty. Yeah. Right. So like as a child, you can walk outside, you can see a rainbow and just go, gosh. Right. And just be gobstruck yeah. on, on something being beautiful, whether it's a beautiful woman or a painting or anything yeah. else. You can go, oh, my goodness. Architecture is a good example. Yeah. Right? But then you have the architect who comes in and says, well, we proportion this. This is a two, five, one ratio. Yeah. And we have this, this, and this. And you go, all right, well, you just broke it down to me. Yeah. Or um, there's another book called Surely You're Joking, Mr. Feynman, which is the story of Richard Feynman, who was part of the atomic bomb. Yeah. And, you know, Apollo 13, figuring out yeah. why that blew up. And there's a, a story of him where he um, is goes to an artist and says, hey, I want you to teach me how to draw a flower so they can really appreciate the artistic and kind of non-tangibles of flower mm-hmm. and I'll teach you all the botany all yeah. the chemistry and the artist is like ah, I don't really care about yeah. that stuff right about that. And, and Feynman's argument is like no no like I get to appreciate it more because I understand only the inner workings but also yeah. just kind of the touchy-feely yeah. stuff right and so I think same thing with like food is you may know like man you got to do this it's got to be timed at this yeah. it's got to do this 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 is for this like sandwich to come out as like yeah killer yeah right and even if maybe necessarily the the palate of the person eating is not even yeah. refined enough to appreciate it you get to produce this beautiful work of yeah. art yeah and go man i just i want them yeah to, and that is it they made it i don't know just this is amazing right yeah. it just tastes yeah. so good yeah yeah exactly and I, that's what i to expand your audience too for us was a uh, a realization of grabbing the people who just want to eat um, but giving them something really, really good to come back to and be mm-hmm. craveable mm-hmm. and giving something for the foodies and the other people with hive knowledge of what goes on in the food world hive knowledge. <laughs> uh, of like um, an appreciation of yeah, what yeah. we do. So I think we've kind of captured that pretty well um, to where if you know nothing about food, hopefully our food is really craveable and just delicious sure. and you want to come back for more. And yeah. if you know a lot about food, you realize everything that went into 
how sure. we smoke Appreciate that ham and cure yeah. that ham. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, and if you don't care, you just like ham and you don't care about the process behind <laughs> sure. ham. Sure. You're just like, hey, that was a really good ham. Though. Yeah, fantastic. So, yeah, cool. I like that. So, um, yeah, I mean, so you've gotten to where you are today. A couple things I wanted to hit on. Um, you have some classes that you guys yeah. found. Yeah, we started classes actually early on. We, that was always in our model um, when we started this shop to do classes. Okay. And they and they continue to just get actually more and more popular. What, what was the hope behind that? Like, why why do classes? Um, really, why, why teach the people that you're feeding how to go do it themselves? Well, it wasn't so much that. It was actually teaching them about, like, really about the difference about what separates us from maybe a grocery store. Okay. So there's a lot of education involved in what makes our meat and our products different than what you might find somewhere right. else. Do you charge for the classes? Yeah. Uh, so some of them we have and some of them we don't. Um, but most of them we do charge um, now. Um mm-hmm. As far as like the uh, the pig breakdown, and we go over a lot of how to break down a pig and all the cuts that you don't see in grocery stores and why when we cut by hand, you get more out of a pig than what you might see at a grocery store. Mm-hmm. At a grocery store, you get four things. You get tenderloin, you get pork chops, you get boneless pork loin, and you get bacon. Yeah. I mean, really, that's it. And mm-hmm. Boston butts. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's so much more on that animal that's tasty and good and can mm-hmm. be used. Um, so that was a big part of the class. That class is really attended by hunters and food service professionals that want to know how to cut up their own animals. Really? Yeah, yeah that's you really get a lot of this kind of at homers that are like, I'm just curious. Yeah, yeah. So and we do get a lot of those too. Um, the chicken breakdown knife skills classes are really good for home cooks. Mm-hmm. How to use a whole chicken. That's something yeah, we want to do. Speaking of which, you guys do offer knife sharpening. Yeah, yeah. So for those at home, what's yeah. it, what's it cost for? Four dollars a blade. Yeah. If you've ever tried sharpening, especially with those stupid ceramic dowel things that you like, yeah. uh, or even worse, the carbide one, yeah, which yeah, just yeah. rips, rips through the your, knife. Yeah, yeah, rips that up. Yeah. Please just spend the four bucks. <laughs> if you have like a good quality, like um, I use uh, home because um, I follow like America's Test Kitchen, the Victorinox. Victorinox, yeah. yeah, man. The fantastic yeah, knife. Yeah, for, fantastic for the yeah. price because you can get them for like 13 bucks. Yeah. Um, and then if you go get it sharpened occasionally, yeah, yeah. man, that thing yeah. does a performer. It does. So four bucks. Do not just yeah. just come here and get it done. Yeah, it's definitely worth yeah. it's definitely worth it to keep knives in good shape. Sure. Um, the um, yeah, just, the other classes we offer um, sausage making is always actually just a good time. Mm-hmm. A lot of them are just social too, time mm-hmm. to get together and have a good time. Sure. That's what we. That's what we've. It's funny because at first we were like educate the public, um, and we still do a lot of educating, but also a lot more now of like just socially mm-hmm. interactive. Let's mm-hmm. have a good time, meet people. I mean, that's just that's historical. Yeah. Humans for forever, yeah, uh, have have gotten together over yeah. food, yeah, right. And um, unfortunately, now we have an excess of it. So I mean, obvious on myself <laughs> here, but um, you know, feast famine was like, yeah. all right, we're going to get together and celebrate and do yeah. food together. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I you know that's why you, the, the whole term like we're going to get together and break bread. Right? Yeah. Like, that was yeah. the purpose. Exactly. Uh, pop-ups. What's this? Then there's a competition within the pop-up. So the pop-ups, there's a couple of different pop-up things we had. Um, originally, um, when we first opened, um, we brought on a friend of mine, Kevin, um, Ordonez who runs alkaline. Mm-hmm. Um, we brought him on. He said, you know, he was like, Hey, I'm, I'm doing this, um, ramen noodle concept. Um, and I want to do it in Ghent. And we were like, why don't you just come in after we close yeah. and just like open up as a restaurant? Yeah, yeah. And, he, and so he started doing that and then he ended up staying here for three years and now he has his own place over on 21st street. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when he left, I was like, I was wanting to continue that to somebody who really had a concept or an idea of a place that they wanted, um, you know, with no startup costs, sure. um, a place that's 
fully furnished yeah place it's in a great location yeah um so we have codex with ian hawk now so do you just tr how does that work like for anyone that maybe was, was watching and wanted to be like how, how could i use your space how does that work for them um is that on a case by case yeah yeah definitely case by case i mean yeah. my wife and i make you know we kind of decide who who would be a good fit for our place sure um who we know i mean we want to really know them pretty well and and well, I mean, they're in your space. Exactly. And, and know that yeah. they're actually going to succeed, too. Mm -hmm. That was a big question. We were worried about certain people that came to us. Sure. When people knew Kevin was leaving, when Alkaline was leaving, a lot of people came to us. Hey, I want to have my pop-up. I want to have my place in there. Sure. And we had to really juggle, like, man, I don't know if they can make it. There was a lot of personal opinions and thought on my wife and I of, like, I don't know if that's, like, a... That's tough. Thought out idea. Hurt some relationships. By yeah. yeah, but it's not. It's not just that. But it's also you know maybe they weren't prepared with their plan on how what they even wanted to do. They mm -hmm. just so that was that was one of the like careful steps that we had to do. Um, and then my employees have done like a pop up competition. Oh really? Yeah. So all my employees had their concept ideas, and mm -hmm. then we ran a pop ups with their ideas on Sunday nights uh, mm -hmm. last year, mm -hmm. kind of deciding you know just to see what they want to do, just really to. To like stoke their creative side, things okay. that they don't get to do day in and day out at work, but to do things that they wanted to do. Very cool. Um, and to really run it to see how much went into running a restaurant. And, and I think I saw menu. on the website you have a schedule out of like who and when and yeah, like dates yeah, and yeah, things. Yeah. So if you're curious about the styles or what's yeah. what's out there, you can go to the website and see who's coming up and when. Yeah. Um, now you have lunch and you have dinner. Yep. They're kind of separate. Separate. Yeah. Right. And yep. How are they separate? What you know? So Codex does his own menu, has his own staff. Okay. It's more formal as far as sit down, mm -hmm. um, yeah, menus, mm -hmm. um, things like that. So you, whereas the shop during the day for our sandwiches, really informal. You go up to the counter and order, have a seat, we'll yeah. bring it out to you, sure. kind of thing. Um, pay at the register. Where Codex at night is um, a little bit more fine dining. Okay. So wait, you know they have full wait staff. Yeah. Things are. A little bit different kind of feeling. What, uh, like price point wise, what, where are we at? Um, so lunch is usually, um, yeah, I think twelve to fifteen dollars you can get out of here for a lot of food. Yeah. Um, and then at dinner, I had your fried chicken sandwich once. It was yeah. <laughs> Good. That's awesome. That's one of those where yeah. you take. A, I took a bite into it, yeah. and, and uh, I I had to leave, but I got into the car and I smelled it, oh. and I was like. <laughs> All right, I got to take a bite yeah, of this. Yeah. Because part of me, you know, you, you package up, especially it's hot and you get home and the bread's a little soggy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was like, all right, I got to get a bite. And then I ate the entire thing. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> it was so good. Um, yeah, Codex, I think, runs about $35 to $40 a person okay. at night. Yeah, fine. You know, dining, a, yeah, 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 exactly. In the line yeah, of yeah, that. It's right in the sure. kind of range. I mean, you're going to spend that at Green Onion or yeah, Pachamese yeah, or any yeah, places yeah, like that, yeah. for sure. Um, you were on diners, drive ins, and Diners, dives, dives. And dives. There yeah, you go. Yeah, yeah. yeah. How was it like having? That dives? was pretty cool. Yeah. So I did that. Like you got featured. Man. Yeah, we like were with deal. Kevin, so yeah. it was with it was like a double feature with Kevin and I. So it was Alkaline and Pendulum together yeah. on the episode. Um, it was surreal. It was really neat um, mm -hmm. to kind of see the whole process from beginning to end. Okay. Um, from months before we were on and before they even started filming. Uh, kind of feeling us out, all the things that we had to go through to get on the air. Sure. To what they had to do um, while they were filming. Mm -hmm. You know, the million takes they have to take of just seeing you throw one thing in the oven back and forth 20 times yeah, yeah. to get one six-second clip was kind of interesting. 
Um, and then what it did afterwards, like just the amount of people that watch that show, it's incredible. Yeah. I mean, we, we have people that drive down for the day from Pennsylvania to come eat here. Really? Oh, yeah. 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 I mean, uh, that's the other thing we were talking a little bit before is like what what's applicable today in media. Yeah. I mean, there's still I mean, when you're on a major TV show, it makes a big difference. Oh, yeah. It doesn't even compare. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, I, I think uh, I and I was a skeptical on that. How did you get even in the run? Like, how did, did they just people call nominate you? us? OK. And then they call us. Yeah. OK. Yep. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So I guess, yeah, enough people nominate you or they get enough buzz on this place. That mm -hmm. Cool things are happening. And then they gave us a call out and they were like. Sure. Yeah, and they want to do a show, and they and then they start feeling around though. They want to make sure that you're legit before they even send anybody out here to look at you. Cool. Um, um, if uh, I kind of want to give you the floor, if you want to tell people what, what's going on, what's the future, if, if you have a message you want to yeah. put out to people, the, the floor is yours. Okay. Yeah, I don't know if I have a message. You know, um, we, my wife and I, always talk about just living the dream. Like we're already we're in the dream. Yeah. So on tough days, it's hard to think about that. Like, mm -hmm. this is the dream that She's we dreamed. She's back there making the action happen now. She is. We yeah. have a party tonight. Mm -hmm. And um, it's funny when I was in culinary school, when I see friends from culinary school, um, this is the dream. So the bad days should be lightened by that. Sure. And the good days are just what they are. I mean, we're living that. I want to make sure I don't forget, um, Dana actually got Teacher of the Year. Yes. In, in yep. 17, two yep. years ago. Yeah. That's a big, that's it, awesome. It is. It is. She's amazing at what she does. Yeah. She's a, she actually um, probably contributes more to this business than I do. I, I, <laughs> That's usually the case. <laughs> yes, yeah, exactly yeah, right. I, understand. I mean, she is such a hard worker and does so many things for our shop, for our family, and all that. So mm -hmm. it's cool. Yeah. Um, and we're hitting at the end. So if you pay attention to the end, we'll include it in the short version. We have a short version, a long version uh, on Facebook and on YouTube. But um, essentially, we're going to be doing a big giveaway. Okay. Uh, and I don't know if you did. Your wife told you that? No. Oh, no. <laughs> So I'll let we'll work out the details, okay. but from a, we're doing a backyard barbecue giveaway, okay. which is um, I, I guess we're going to do some some beef and some okay. brats and things yeah, like yeah. that. So essentially, whoever wins it can come in and basically host a okay. backyard barbecue right, for their cool. for their friends, okay. um, which is pretty awesome. Yeah, yeah. You really get a chance to sample what you guys have to yeah. offer, um, and if you need some pointers on like how to do burgers right and yeah. how to cook the brats, oh, I yeah. know that you guys are. are That's welcome. what we specialize. Yeah. In. yeah. So. Um, Man, I'm really, I appreciate the time. Of course, I, no, I, thank you. I love chatting about this yeah, stuff yeah. to begin with. Yeah. Um, anything just kind of, you know, purposeful and yeah. doing well. But 